Welcome to the Sioux Nation Podcast. I'm Jill Funky, Communications Manager at Sioux Nation Ag Center, and we are so glad you found us. Sit back and listen as our staff hosts welcome guests from all aspects of the livestock production industry. It's our mission at Sioux Nation to arm regional, small, and medium producers with all of the resources we can put in front of them. And now, on with the program. Hello and welcome to the Sioux Nation podcast. I'm your Sioux Nation Ag Center staff host, Amber Boffman. With me on the show today is Dr. Paula Ertl, veterinarian with Zoetis. Thank you for joining us. Dr. Ertl, could you tell our listeners a little bit about your background and what you do for Zoetis? Yes, and thank you for having me. Uh, So I'm a veterinarian from Brazil. I came to the U.S. in 2010 to do my master's and PhD, so at the University of Minnesota where I did most of my research work, focused on reproduction physiology, transition cow health, and immunology. Right after I finished my PhD, I started working for Zoetis, and now I'm a dairy technical service veterinarian, and I give support to our customers and our sales team here in the I-29 corridor in Kansas. Today we are talking about E. coli mastitis. Dr. Ertl, Zoetis recently released information on a new study that showed the positive health and financial outcomes from treating mastitis with for hydrochloride. First, can you tell us what mastitis is? So bovine mastitis is a common and costly disease that impacts dairy farmers very negatively because of its production losses, increased health costs, decreased milk quality, like increasing somatic cell counts. It also has negative effects on fertility, for example. Cows that have mastitis take longer to get pregnant. Huge impact on animal welfare. It can be painful and cause discomfort. And also an increased culling and death rates. So if we're talking now specifically what mastitis is, it's an inflammation of the other, our mammary glands. It can affect one or multiple quarters. And it's caused mostly by bacterial infection. It can be caused by other pathogens, but bacteria is the most common cause. And we can classify mastitis as mild, moderate, or severe. That corresponds to ranges in the clinical signs. For example, abnormal milk only, like changes in color, consistency of the milk, would be a, a mild mastitis, but it can evolve to other swelling, heat, pain, hardness, redness. It would be a more moderate mastitis. And to cow systemic illness where cows will look depressed, will stop eating, and then those are, are more severe. So if left untreated, mastitis cases can further cascade down into additional serious systemic consequences like fever, increased heart and respiratory rates, and even death. So with mild and moderate cases of grain negative, for example, they can become severe and toxic. Would you mind giving us some background on the recent study? Yes, yeah, so we, we did a collaboration with University of California, Davis, and this study was recently published at Journal of Dairy Science. So the question that the study wanted to answer is how well cows can self-cure to grain negative, mild and moderate mastitis. So what would be the cost of it if you don't treat these animals? And we compared that to, to treating them with an intramammary antimicrobial tube, like safety for and we compared two-day treatments with five-day treatment versus the control untreated group. So the study was done in California in three large dairies, and we conducted the study for about a year in every cow that was diagnosed with mastitis. 
they had a milk sample collected, and it was a gram-negative bacteria growth in that uh, culture sample. She was the cow was enrolled in the study, so we had a total of 415 non-severe clinical mastitis caused by gram-negative bacteria in the trial. And we compared outcomes based on the cows that received the two, five, or non-treated protocols. And we used uh, safety for hydrochloride as the, the therapy group because this molecule has a, a broad-spectrum coverage. It's a third-generation cephalosporin. And it's very effective against gram-negative bacteria. So it's effective against gram-positive and gram-negative and it also has a flexible label from two to eight days. So then we, we use the two and five day therapy options to compare with an untreated group. Can you explain to our listeners what you mean by gram-negative bacteria? Yes, I think that's really important that we define what that is. So gram-negative bacteria are bacteria that do not retain the crystal violet stain using in gram staining methods for identification of bacteria, and that's because of their characteristics. They have this cell envelope, which consists of a peptidoglycan cell wall, which is sandwiched in between an inner membrane and an outer membrane. So this outer membrane, it has structures called lipopolysaccharides. We call them LPSs, and these structures are very antigenic and then very inflammatory as well. What were some of the main findings from that study? What we found was that effectiveness of the two-day treatment was similar to a five-day treatment, and both were significantly better than not treating at all. They found in the study that mild and moderate cases of clinical mastitis caused by gram-negative bacteria, the safety of hydrochloride was effective in improving the bacteriological and clinical cures, lowering mastitis recurrence, reducing use of supplemental therapy, and minimizing mastitis-related colds and deaths. Those are the main findings. So some of the specific findings when you're looking at numbers, we observed a 24.7% increase in bacteriological cures in the two-day treatment group at uh, day 14 after the mastitis event compared with the untreated control group. The study also observed a 46.8% reduction in mastitis-related cold and death rates, also again in the two-day treatment group compared to untreated, and that within a 90-day period after the mastitis event. And that resulted in a $204 per head reduction uh, on mastitis-related losses, in these groups that were in the two-day compared to untreated group. And if you think about that, it's an estimate of an 18 to 1 return of investment. If we treat a cow, if we're negative mastitis, mild or moderate mastitis uh, for two days with safety for intramammary. So the conclusion is that early treatment with this two-day therapy provides significant benefits, and there is no reason, according to the results of this study, to extend to a five-day therapy. Two-day would be enough. And it's a much better than the idea of not treating in the hopes that a cow would self-cure uh, with no lasting consequences. How is it administered? Is it like an injection? Is it water additive? Or? It's an infusion, intramammary infusion. So the teeth and canal, yeah, if that quarter was infected, then 
the diagnose, they will administer for two days, once a day, one tube of this antibiotic Siftifer. What could happen if producers still decided not to treat? Yeah, so as we, we talk about it a little bit, mastitis can become a severe infection and that requires more aggressive treatment and that will add additional costs. It will delay this cow returns to productivity that will result in more financial uh, losses. So looking for a financial standpoint only, improved cure rates, which is what we found with treating versus not treating, will lower treatment costs, the reduction in, in the use of supplemental therapy. And the faster the, this cows return to production, meaning increasing the bottom line, and we want to keep cows healthy and productive members of the herd. So gram-negative mastitis, it has a good prevalence. If you look in the industry, mastitis is not only the costly disease condition to manage, when negative bacteria alone, especially the coliforms like E. coli, Klebsiella, Enterobacter, they can pose a real threat to the herd productivity and what the literature shows us that these intermammary infections can be 35 to up to 40% caused by gram-negative bacteria. What else would you like our listeners to know? So I think to finalize, I just want to reinforce the importance of judicious and responsible use of antimicrobials in the dairy industry. And in my opinion, the most impactful and effective way to reduce antibiotic usage with huge impacts on sustainability and profitability is by prevention of mastitis in the first place. So working with your veterinarians, uh, your consultants on ways to reduce exposure, improve procedures, routines, hygiene, immunization is really important too. We know herds that do vaccinate with a, a core antigen to prevent a severity of mastitis have really good results and overall improvements in herd health. So because once a cow acquired the condition, once she has, was diagnosed with mastitis, now we need to think, okay, what's in our toolbox that most effectively way to get her fully recovered and back to her pain as soon as possible to continue being a high-performance cow. And that will have also a huge impact on animal well-being as well. The Central Plains Dairy Expo is coming up in March. Is Zoetis going to have a booth there? Yeah, we do have a booth every year. Please welcome to, to stop by at our booth. We also will have a pre-conference on a Tuesday afternoon where we have customers coming in for some educational uh, talks that we, we're going to put together this, this year as well. Thank you, Dr. Ertl, for sharing your expertise on the treatment of mastitis. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. We'll catch you next time with more guests and topics related to the current egg climate.